to be honest. This episode, we'll be talking a little bit about the notion of hard work, except I can't help but suspect that there's an evil side of me that's just trying to get out of doing hard work and is trying to rationalize that hard work isn't necessarily a good thing. So, um... Oh my gosh, Amy! (laughs) (laughs) Was that a disclaimer? Yes, most definitely. Consume everything with a grain of salt. Noted. (laughs) Anyways, cue the music! host Amy. I was prompted to explore this idea of hard work after, well, just like living in the program that I'm in right now where everyone cares way too much about grades. (laughs) But yeah, that's leading me to think, what is actually the best way to achieve school success? Does hard work equal success? Is it really that linear? So I thought we'd talk about that this episode. So Grace, what do you think about hard work? Well, I remember when we were talking about this earlier, when Amy first brought this up to me, I was kind of thinking of the whole idea of like, whether it's better to be intelligent or to have hard work, I guess, and like what lack of hard work kind of looks like or why it might be bad. And I was thinking, and it reminded me of a conversation that I had with Amy maybe a couple of months ago, probably like half a year now, mm-hmm. but apparently Amy doesn't remember. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> no, it's okay, no shade. But I had this one friend, and Amy knows this person too, mm-hmm. but at the time, I thought that she had a lot of potential and that maybe she wasn't using all of it, because I remember that she asked me like, oh Grace, how do you do so well in school? And I was like why, like, why are you asking me? Because you're so much smarter than me. Like, I could never. She is genuinely so smart. And I was just, like, flabbergasted at the time. Mm. And I remember I was kind of indignant at the time, like, on her behalf, because I felt like she could do so many amazing things just because she was so talented, especially academically. She was so talented. And so I remember almost feeling a little bit like you're wasting your potential Mm -hmm. and like why are you asking me for tips if like you're so talented like you shouldn't be asking me and I just felt like she wasn't giving herself enough credit for how much she could do or how much potential she had but I feel like I don't know if I entirely agree with past Grace's thoughts anymore and I remember Amy was kind of prompting me like what part don't you agree with anymore? And I thought about it for a moment. And I was kind of like, I feel like it's because last year, I, although I did know that mental health existed and I was kind of like talking about mental health sometimes on the episode, Mm -hmm. the majority of my experiences were very much taken from other people. Like for example, from Amy's, mental health Mm -hmm. or like from another friend's mental health I feel like I hadn't really really experienced it and I mean I feel like at the time I'd only really experienced like not great mental health once and it was like kind of feeling burnt out a while back and I just don't think that I had a whole understanding of mental health. And I think at the time I was definitely not giving mental health as much credit as it deserves. Or like I was kind of downplaying 
the importance of it. Even though on the podcast, we're like, mental health, mental health. I feel like <laughs> I was kind of like blindly preaching it because that's what our society kind of expects us to do in a weird way. Yeah. So <laughs> now that I feel like over the summer and over the past few months, I have had more of an experience with mental health and like firsthand felt how much it impacts your productivity or your motivation or just your overall headspace Mm -hmm. and how good you feel and like what mood you're in I realized how hard it is to be productive when you're not in a good headspace or like I feel like I prioritize mental health a lot more than I used to Mm -hmm. you know because If you don't really struggle with it, then it's hard to prioritize it because it's already okay, so you don't really have to work on it. Your mental health and your headspace, your mental health and your headspace will kind of be with you forever. And, like, working on that is really great because that impacts everything, not just academic performance, but also your relationships. Yeah. And you said this already, too, but mental health and hard work, they both do kind of have a linear relationship with success as well. Because... I can say if you're really in a bad mental health, I cannot see you doing very well in school. Um, There may be a few exceptions as there are to everything, but I think, yeah, as we said before, it really just impacts your productivity and your motivation in the first place. So if you're not able to maintain that, then how can you be expected to maintain everything else? Exactly. I liked hearing your change in perspective in it as well, because I can also personally attest that before last year... (laughs) Last year was just really <laughs> before last year. It's it's really hard to understand how toxic those cycles can become, and then how utterly discouraging it is to have to go through all of that, and then to have to try really hard to like get back to productivity's levels that you were at before, and then just not being able to. It makes me happy because this year, obviously, I've been doing much better, and then I think a lot of that is attributed to my newfound ability to manage my mental health a lot better and then also to yes. just take <laughs> academic success with a uh, much less weight than I did before <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. not directly correlating it with my self-worth anymore you know not really letting it stress me out because now I understand that stress does not help me get better grades we've talked before about how much our society glamorizes productivity and even stress because stress feels like it goes hand in hand with productivity sometimes Mm -hmm. and hard work too that also goes in hand with like productivity and stress almost but Amy I wanted to ask you what is hard work to you like what do you think hard work actually means (laughs) because we've been talking about it for a while now but like let's define our terms (laughs) okay hard work to me um, before we get into our, like, random definitions on it, I just want to say that, like, personally, I don't really like hard work, and then I feel like that's a perfectly rational statement, like, who likes hard work? <laughs> but, yeah, it, just being hardworking has never really, really been an essential part of my identity. Laziness has been a, like, common-ish insult directed towards me before, or, like, commoner than the rest, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, hardworking has just never really... I don't know, I've just never really thought myself to be as a super hardworking person, but then I have come to terms with that as well. And I mean, that's okay, like, if you say it, like, what you just said, rationally, 
who really likes hard work? Yeah, you know? that's Unless right. it's something that you really enjoy doing, you're probably going to work hard at it, like if it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. But then it doesn't really feel like work, so then it's, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I feel like I never really liked hard work as a young kid either, probably. I don't know. I had a pretty neutral perspective towards hard work. And I feel like it's really interesting how... I feel like I might have people please slash following others' expectations into incorporating hard work as a part of my identity because <laughs> when I started doing rhythmic gymnastics, I was not good at rhythmic gymnastics. Let me tell you, I was not strong. I was not flexible. All of my muscles and all of my flexibility were the places where I didn't need them to be. We've had this conversation before, but one thing that I did was I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and the coach, like, she's amazing. She noticed that, and she, like, always commented on how hard I was working and how, like, how much she liked that, and then... She would do things where sometimes she would ask a person to show something in front of the class. And, like, there were a few times where she'd choose me for my progress and not for, like, anything else, but just to show people that if you work really hard at something, it can be done. And that was, like, incredible for young Grace Mm. because, because of that, like, I felt like someone else always telling me that I was hardworking that helped me incorporate hardworking into my identity. That helped me recognize how much it meant to me. And around the same time, I also embraced my hoofly poof, hufflepuff, hufflepuff <laughs> side. And so, because the main attributes of a puff, of a hufflepuff, are like <laughs> hardworking, I feel like that just even more kind of stuck the word into my identity to the point where I remember in grade eight we had to do this project where it was an identity kind of project and so part of it was you had to choose a word to describe yourself like one word to describe yourself and I remember at the time I chose hard working and I remember I went on Google and I was like searching for images of hard working like those vector images or clip art images that I could add onto my project And I feel like until then, I had very much glamorized the idea of working hard, you know? I had thought of it as this, like, incredible thing where as long as you work hard, as long as you're trying your best, that's, like, a good attitude, a good mentality, a good thing to have. And I'm not saying that it isn't now, but at the time, my dad was also telling me about the importance of balance. And Amy and I have talked a lot about the importance of work-life balance, too, and how much we feel like we need to have a balance in our lives in order to be healthy. And so I remember seeing all these images of like people working really hard. Like even earlier just now when I was talking to Amy, I searched up hardworking and there was like an image of a person pushing this really big rock and there was this image of a girl with her head on her laptop looking like she was done with life. (laughs) And this other girl who had like post-it notes stick all up post-it notes stuck all over her body and she was like writing something but then she also looked really stressed Mm -hmm. so I feel like seeing those pictures really 
shocked me, I guess, in a way where it shocked me out of that romanticization mm-hmm. of hardworkingness. And I'm not sure if it's just me. Like, Amy, do you feel like hard work is glamorized? Okay, I'm just going to say I think Young Grace had a very, very healthy definition of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your dad did some really good brainwashing there. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, I was going to say hard work honestly just equals burnout in the media, let's be honest. <laughs> And it's like kind of that mode where you start ignoring everything else other than your goal and you're working relentlessly and grinding your ass off just to get to that goal and finally you achieve success and your life is complete. That's certainly very valid and then I, I think that's really important for everyone to experience. Very respectable endeavor to go through and like, yeah, something important for everyone to go through. But then again, like I think it's important to realize that especially in school, academic success doesn't come purely through just grinding and trying your absolute hardest with everything on the flip side i think it's like really important for as grace said to focus more on building a balanced schedule and everything and then on the flip side this is a little detail that i noticed that isn't completely formulated yet but last year i felt like there was kind of this false perception of hard work within the student body um where we think that being really 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 stressed equals working hard Um, because I remember thinking that, bro, I'm so stressed about school right now. I care so much about school. I care so much about grades equals I'm working really hard to do well in school. And then let me just tell you, that doesn't really work out. Because you would think that once you're really stressed about something, then you'll work hard towards it. Because, like, you care about it a lot. So you're probably working hard towards it, you know? (laughs) But a lot of the really, really hardworking people I know and people who do really, really well in school actually have very good schedules. Of course, there are also exceptions. I know some people who also run very low on sleep and have that really hectic (laughs) version of a student life that we kind of expect for high schoolers and high achieving students. But no, (laughs) I'm I'm looking at the other side. All right, just ignore those ones. Anomalies. Of course. Yeah, but I think hard work should not equal sleeping late and being overly stressed and then pushing yourself to the 100 every single day, you know? I would much rather just prioritize living a balanced and healthy lifestyle and just like finding a way to fit all of those other things in without working myself to the max and getting super stressed about everything every single day, you know? But yeah, when we're answering the question how much success is attributed to hard work and how linear of a relationship they have. Okay, no, I love what you were saying. I know that you were saying that it's not a very, like, perfectly formulated thought yet, but I definitely agree that a lot of the time I also get confused with, like, I feel like I'm stressed and I feel like I'm, like, thinking about school all the time, but I'm not actually trying hard. Like, I think that that's But I feel like a lot of people might be able to relate to that. So let us know if you do. I wanted to know, like, part of that point was me saying that the people who don't fit that common caricature Mm -hmm. of a hardworking student, I feel like a lot of this episode is me kind of taking a negative stance on hard work, but then that's me taking a negative stance on the common perception of hardworking. 
but I don't want to devalue um, people who are really hardworking because I wanted to say that a lot of the really hardworking people I know are the ones with very good, good schedules and then that doesn't mean that they're not working really hard in school. It just means that they're working really hard in school but they're able to do so in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. It's like they're still putting a lot of time towards school but in, they're able to do it while keeping um, their mental sanity in check. No, I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of this episode is kind of us figuring out what hard work really means to us and what its relationships actually are. Because I feel like hard work, there are a lot of different um, connotations, like Amy mentioned earlier. And I think that sometimes it's easy to think of hard work as just, like Amy was saying, being really stressed about something or like, feeling like you're trying really hard, or like thinking about school a lot, or um, working late into the night. But I feel like we're trying to find that version of hard work that is best and healthiest for us and helps us succeed the most. And I feel like that kind Mm -hmm. of leads us to the question of like, how much of success is actually attributed to hard work? And what is the relationship between hard work and success? Yeah. And then I think that thought was kind of inspired by me just thinking, okay, but if I want to uh, succeed in school, what other methods can I use to do so? Is there more than I can do than just brutal? Okay, brutal is a hard word, harsh word. Just straight up, um, straight up hard work. You know? Oh my god. Yeah, okay, this is this is a term that we use in math contests. Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't know how to figure out a problem, when you don't know a smarter way to do it, you just use brute force. <laughs> you use brute force it. Oh you can use gosh. that in your math competition lingo if you ever want to. Why is but, that like, the usually... perfect word to explain? <laughs> yeah, usually we use that for, I think, probability problems or something like that, or like oh, ones where you need to list down? everything out. Oh my God. Yeah, just write everything out and then, and then figure it out from there, you know? If you think of a smarter method along the way, then that's great. But just start it out with brute force. Or if you can't no. think of anything else, just oh use brute force. God. No, that is the perfect <laughs> word to describe it. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, is there any, like, psychological tricks I can use mm-hmm. rather than just brute forcing everything? Because, first of all, let me just say, uh, the first thing I need to fix is very obvious. It's me keeping up with my schoolwork on time and not cramming because that's a issue that pitfall that a lot of us fall into i think and bro i kept up with my schoolwork for a little bit and it it was so helpful everything was so much easier back then i felt i fell behind again so we're struggling again but i have seen the bright side so and i want to get back up there (laughs) um but okay anyways i'm getting off topic i i remember thinking a while ago where i was like okay, maybe I just do a lot better at things that I think I'm good at. Because once I receive praise in a certain subject or I do well in a certain subject, then I have noticed that I think I become a lot more motivated to maintain that. Because I brought this up with Grace where I was saying that some teachers might tend to give us lower grades to motivate us to do better and then like work harder and get that better grade but honestly i think i think we're just done if we get a bad grade we accept our fate and we're just like you know what i i i I, this it's fine i'll I'll learn to accept this grade i will learn to love it um okay no that's a bit of an exaggeration but something i have noticed was i think that in certain courses where i have 
gotten a grade that I've been really happy with or I've gotten some sort of praise in, I tend to do a lot better. And in some other courses that I might have tried really hard at at the start, math was one of them where I think I put a lot more effort in um, at the start of math. But when I started like seeing my grades go down and like stay down, <laughs> I just lost faith and I was like, okay, I- I'll just stay in this bracket. I'm not going to try to um, get out of here anymore because I don't think I'll be able to. And then I think I can attribute that a little bit to maybe Amy just having a little bit of uh, growth mindset issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm just like, okay, maybe I should just ask all my teachers to predict me sevens and give me super good grades and tell them it's for psychology purposes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and for people who aren't in the know of the IB system, basically seven is the highest um, num- number, rating, grade? Yes grade because grace and i have definitely mentioned this before where um sometimes i'm hesitant to label myself as bad as something because i'm scared that i'm gonna make that i'm gonna take that too seriously and make that a part of my identity you know because um i think it's a really good idea to have a good grasp of where your weaknesses and where your strengths lie but at the same time i'm just like okay but if i call myself bad at something or weak at something will i just always believe that i'm bad at something in the future since i believe that i'm bad at something i'll just perform bad at it because i think i'm bad at it you know (laughs) i think like i might be giving my psychology a little too much power but don't don't undervalue your psychology you don't know what's gonna do (laughs) it's all it's all the mental stuff because this kind of comes from oh my warped sense of the Stanford prison experiment. And if you're IB students in TOK, then I think you know what this is. But if not, I will give a brief um, overview. So the Stanford prison experiment is a pretty famous psychology experiment that happened in like the 1900s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what it did was these researchers took a random pool of um, participants and they divided them into either prisoners or guards. And then they put them in this like prison simulation thing mm-hmm. where the people who were the prisoners would have to act like the prisoners and the people who were the guards would have to act like the guards and then the prisoners would have to do all of the random prisoner stuff and then the guards would have to do the things to keep the prisoners in check and use force if necessary and then what happened very quickly was very interesting because a lot of the participants began to actually act like the identity their given identity so a lot of people began to act like prisoners and a lot of people began to act like guards and then a lot of the prisoners um, started to lose, started to, like, have that sense of, like, dehumanization and everything, and then I remember that somewhere in the article they said something that they had, like, a prisoner uprising, and then the guards, they started becoming really brutal towards the prisoners, and then using a lot of abusive techniques to keep the prisoners in check, even though these were completely normal people, and then there was this point where um, one of the prisoners was suffering a mental breakdown and the researchers had to take him out of the, pro- the project and it took them a while to remind him, yo, you're a participant in a psychology project. You're not actually a prisoner. You're not actually in prison. And he was like, that's right. I, I'm not. <laughs> Obviously, it, wasn't, it didn't go that easily. Um, but yeah. Anyways, the idea behind that, that I got from it at least, was the power of your identity or the power of 
you to like conform to what you believe your identity is so <laughs> that huge long explanation was just trying me like to relate back to the idea that if i believe that i'm good at something then i feel like i'll be more likely to actually become that person because that's who i believe i am so if i believe that i'm bad at math then i will believe that i'm just someone who's bad at math <laughs> so for that reason i think all my pe- teachers should predict me a seven so i become a straight seven student thank you for coming to amy's persuasive ted talk that's right <laughs> but i love what you said about the stanford prison experiment because i can definitely relate to that and now i don't know how much of that is like me conforming to expectations and how much is me conforming to my identity But Mm -hmm. I think they're kind of interlinked because even bringing it back to my gymnastics story from earlier, I feel like the whole reason why um, I took on hardworking to be part of my identity was because my teacher was calling me hardworking. And I don't know, I was also kind of thinking about the whole relationship between hard work and success. Because I feel like in school a lot of the time, it, or I feel like in society and in school, we're kind of told that it's a linear relationship where it's like, if you put in the hard work, then you'll get the results, you know? Mm -hmm. Kind of like, more hard work, better results. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I think that that's, it's not that simple. I don't think it's that simple. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me in gymnastics, I wasn't ever super focused on the results, weirdly. Probably because I had an incredible coach, and, like, she focused more on progress. And so she was really, really nice. And so, like, for me at the time, it was kind of like a relationship between more hard work equals more progress and more praise from my teacher. And, like, then I feel Mm -hmm. really good. (laughs) So, when you take away the praise from your teacher. If your teacher doesn't give you praise (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Um, Like, most teachers, they probably don't have time to, you know, focus on, like, every single student and, like, praising every single student. Unfortunately. So, Mm -hmm. now it kind of feels like it's more of, like, a self-directed thing where it's it's hard work and results. And then... Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the time, there are times where you work really hard, but you don't get the results, you know? I was talking Mm -hmm. to Amy about this in piano, where sometimes you practice a lot, and you work really hard, and then you get there, and your performance is just not up to par, and you're like, but, but, but I practiced, but it was so much better at home, but I put in the work, but, like, why aren't the results there? And Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, oversimplification of the relationship between hard work and success yeah i agree (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i think there are these common narratives that float around and then it's kind of i just hear a lot like after a test happens and people aren't really happy with their grades of course it's a very positive outlook on it and then it's a good outlook on it compared to other ones i've heard but i'll try harder next time i'll work harder next time Mm -hmm. um Like, I tell myself this as well sometimes, (laughs) but really, I think we tend to look at the brute force part of it way too much, but then I think there's a lot of little intricacies that lie in developing really good study techniques that work for you, 
um, rather than brute forcing it. <laughs> yeah, just thinking about it, I'm wondering if we should redefine hard work because I don't know where I stand on this exactly yet, but what if we think about hard work not as always a good thing? Like with how intelligence, we think of intelligence as a mostly positive term, like it has positive connotations, you know? If I say, Amy, you're so intelligent, it's like a good thing, or you're so smart, it's a good thing. But I feel like in terms, yeah, of course, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of success, intelligence is just one of many stepping stones. Like you have to use your intelligence right, if that makes sense. Like if you... Mm -hmm are super talented, super gifted, but you never put in any of the work, then you are probably not going to success to succeed academically. (laughs) You're probably Mm -hmm. not going to succeed academically because our school system is kind of focused in a way where you need to follow the system and you need to put in some work to follow the system. And I was wondering if maybe hard work is similar where it's just a tool to success and it needs to be used in the right way yeah (laughs) i like that perspective on it and okay this is a bit of a jump but the way i view it right now is the term of hard work or whatever of success kind of lies in these different realms one is the more like sciencey side where we go like okay sleep um grace was telling me that we need like vitamin d and sunshine <laughs> and um all like exercise and all the things like the the tips and tricks that you read on webmd articles to improve your brain efficiency or whatever and your productivity and your feelings of happiness and serotonin dopamine whatever your sciencey terms um but then the like term hard work also exists in the more media pushy wait okay i need to stop like pushy <laughs> in the media and like motivation and all those terms that i like spit out earlier of uh hard work will translate to results or um, follow your passion, A, never stop the grind, um, work relentlessly until you get to your goal, shoot to the moon, you'll land among the stars. (laughs) I'm trying too hard now. (laughs) But you see what I mean? Um, I think this episode has been really good for reaffirming my beliefs that pursuing success should look a lot more like building myself that healthy and balanced lifestyle where Mm -hmm. in which I can complete everything that I need to do in a spaced out manner and not cram everything because I really think that that's the route to success for me at least rather than um the other definition of hard work that we've talked about (laughs) yeah definitely and I feel like There's definitely, like, I can definitely feel a change in your energy and your vibe overall from last year. And we were kind of talking about this at the beginning of the episode, too. But, like, genuinely, Emu, I am so proud of you because I feel like you have such a better mindset now. And you just seem so much, like, happier and so much more mentally healthy. And I don't know, it's really amazing seeing you this way. (laughs) i'm gonna cry okay i'm not actually gonna cry but yeah no i it's kind of even crazy for me to see but i 
I can still remember. Okay, I'm so dramatic. I'm sorry, but I can still remember how bad of a place I was in last year. Yeah. And then now, when I think of it objectively, I don't really have that many bad days. Like, my mental is usually pretty good. <laughs> like, when, if, if people ask me to rate my days, I'd usually give it at least a six, you know? Yeah. But I remember, okay, this is going on a tangent again, but I was having a meeting with um, this other student organization I was in, and the prompt, the icebreaker of the day was rate your week. And everyone, okay, not everyone's, but like a lot of people's were like two out of tens or at least like less than five out of tens, you know? I don't think there was a single one over six over ten, and I gave a six over ten, okay? (laughs) Yeah, look at me go. Actually, okay, but then that actually leads me to another issue where I feel like I might be emulating uh, toxic positivity a little too much. (laughs) Or, um, (laughs) I think this is me just like trying to go on the opposite of every side that I believe I am on. It's it's called looking at the situation from both. That's right. But now, like when people uh tend to be a little bit more negative towards life i feel like i'm always that one who's just like yes happy (laughs) everything's gonna be okay (laughs) but i also i feel a little bit toxically positive toxic positivity sometimes because i might be pushing positivity on a little too much so this is a note for amy to tone it down a little bit but also just like to stay happy because that's what's working out for me that's where my idea came from, but I was like, okay, what did, why not just mention it since we were talking kind of about it already? For sure. But now we kind of want to hear what you think, because I feel like, at least for me, maybe Amy a little bit too, but we're still kind of developing our ideas about what we perceive hard work as, so we need your help. <laughs> but definitely let us know how you perceive hard work to be. Like, how do you define hard work? And do you have any stories with hard work? And are you feeling stressed about school right now or anything? Did you relate to anything that we said? Please reach out to us. We are on Instagram via to be honest pod. So you can send us a DM or you can comment on one of our posts. Whatever you say, we'd love to hear it. Yes. And thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating, that would be appreciated. And if you want to share this podcast to anyone who you think might need it, please don't hesitate. And with that, we'll see you next week. (laughs) 